0: Hey, Charlie. Um, Why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah. My name is Charlie. I'm a a game developer. Um, I have worked in games now for, I think, coming on 11 years. Um, I started a small company called Camouflage that made uh, a game called Republique. And uh, it was an episodic stealth action game, kind of in the vein of like uh, Metal Gear Solid. But uh, it was featuring. It was very story story driven, story based. There's no violence. You're just trying to help this this girl escape this like dystopian society. Um, so it was a it was a cool game. It was different. It was my first game studio, and I worked there for a year and a half before I went to Wizards of the Coast, which is a bigger company in this area. And I was there for six years, and I helped them build um, a game called Magic: The Gathering Arena, um, which is still out. You can still play that, and. Uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of like my magnum opus. I did a lot of stuff there that I was super proud of. Um, I started out as just like a... I was a senior dev to start, and then I became a dev lead. And by the end of it, I had a bunch of people reporting to me. Um, after I was done working on that game, I went to work on their platform team, and I got to see more of kind of the back-end side of things. And I uh, helped them build out you know, game services for their other games and their publishing platform. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the gist of... How I got into games and, and my main the main thrust of what I did while I was there, uh, at Wizards. Um, after that, I, I went to a uh, startup where I built a social media app uh, called Ooh, which you can still play; it's still out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's kind of a game focused social media platform, but all the games that you could you built uh, they were focused on recording videos with your friends mm-hmm. and sharing them on like TikTok and platforms like that. So. It was pretty cool, pretty innovative stuff. Um, but I stopped. I stopped working there in May. Um, took about four months off, and I just started another game studio. I'm back working on games full time, um, working on another card game.
0: Yeah. Okay, all right. So you're working on when you say card game? Are you talking about like like uh, Slay the Spire or yeah, something?
1: yeah, yeah? Slay the Spire is like a deck building game. You know, you're fighting your way through level by level. Um, and you're building your deck as you go. Um, there's a whole genre of games that are just really strategy focused like that and involve deck building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this one is it's an auto battler game as well as a deck building game. So oh. kind of combining both of those elements.
0: Cool. Is that uh, is that going to be mobile focused or?
1: Yeah, I think we're we're targeting mobile for sure. Um, and then we have aspirations to make it instantly playable via web. That's, that's oh. definitely a goal. Neat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty
1: wild. Um so yeah, okay, so he I think
0: um uh, Wizards of the Coast, you How long did you say you were there? I was there for 6 years. 6 yeah. years, well. Wow. Um I'm 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 fairly familiar with with, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that I've played that that uh what, what was the game called? Magic the Gathering Magic Arena. Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah. Arena. Yeah, okay. Is that is that kind of like a is that a card style game or
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, it, it's kind of like chess and and poker combined in oh, one. You know, it's like chess, but you get to pick your pieces. Is oh, nice. the way that a lot of people describe it. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, Ch- chess yeah. and poker. Nice. That's a good combination. Two two great <laughs> games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love strategy games, and I love working on games that are deeper. And they're they're meaningful games. They're not just about you know extracting revenue. For yeah. people
0: Yeah. I think that's that's kind of important especially in the in the wake of uh the unity kerfuffle mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of people are reasonably upset by yeah the way unity acts about their developers have you uh, uh
0: you have you been kind of following that whole thing
1: yeah yeah i help organize the seattle unity user group which has about 3200 people in it oh no shit yeah yeah they uh we're getting lots of emails still. I think even, (laughs) yeah, even this week the organizers were talking about it. Um, (laughs) people are upset and yeah, one of the reasons I, I was part of the decision to use unity for arena. Um, and one of the reasons we did it was because their revenue model was so generous and Mm -hmm. future proof. So it seems like they're, they've been trying to renege on that, you know,
0: yeah. Um I mean and I think they've kind of walked the vast majority of it back, but I think it's still kind of mm-hmm. aimed at the customers that <clears throat> have more money to spend. So yep. it's it's almost yeah. like a um milk the cow kind of a mm-hmm. scenario or a whale, I guess. Yeah. If, if you're
1: exactly familiar yeah, with Old Mobile. Exactly. Um it's <laughs> it's it's pretty rough um yeah i was actually uh, they have a lot of revenue focused on ads and they they run i think the most mobile ads now at this point they're the biggest ad network on mobile so um even if if that policy went into effect and nothing changed they could still enforce it by cutting ad revenue from those games right Mm. based on the number of installs so it there's a lot about it in the way that it was structured that seemed just very sneaky and deceptive and yeah the outrage <laughs> is, is very reasonable for the sure
0: outrage is real <laughs> yeah yeah crazy um so okay, you use unity with that um did you use unity for any of your other games or
1: you've... i've used i've used unity for every game up until this one that we're working on now um and we decided not to use unity before all this stuff went down, with mm. the uh, the install fees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm missing it for sure. <clears throat> I think Unity is definitely like the most developer friendly and beginner friendly engine out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there are definitely alternatives too that come close. Makes sense. Um, what are you What are you using now? It's called Defold Okay. Um, yeah, it's an open source engine. Uh, it's kind of kind of like Godot in that way. But mm-hmm. um, def- default, the main thing that I think was attractive to our CTO, uh, who decided to use it, was that it's performance focused. First and foremost, they focused on performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a programmer's engine, in in a good way. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, when it, I'm I'm banging my head against the wall right now trying to get you know the GUI to work the way that I want it to. It's mm-hmm. uh it's it's missing a bunch of things um that i think i would say are designer and artist friendly that you okay. would find in like unity and other other game engines that are a little bit more mature
0: sure sure i mean i know they've used it in some of the games
1: at king i think yep. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. yeah 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 the, the guys who work on it worked at king and yeah. were part of the engine team there i think yeah
0: one of them still on the uh uh i think he leads the board of the default foundation Mm-hmm. So I've actually been doing some digging into default recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started learning it a bit. Um, yeah. It was kind of funny because uh, I actually, so I've got this kind of older Mac. Um, uh, I think it still ha- has like Big Sur on it. That's kind of like the Macs it'll tick. Gotcha. And uh, I <clears throat> I ran the example projects and I discovered that they wouldn't, build uh that mm. would get errors
1: oh yeah because yeah so sure. a couple of them don't even they use extensions that don't work on mac and you have to go download the mac versions um or the versions that support the mac oh interesting yeah.
0: okay i haven't run into that yet but even like the uh um the uh what is it so they've got the they've got example projects and then they have like uh templates right um so if you start with like a mobile template, you know it, it kind of sets up some things for you. So mm-hmm. those weren't; those were doing the same thing. They were giving me the same exact error, um, and it seemed to be related to uh, basically their support for macOS is for uh, the for twelve first for whatever twelve is. Um, mm. I can't remember um, what came after Big Sur. But anyway, so I went on the the, the default. Um, Discord, and I said, "Hey, you know, none of this stuff is building. You know, I'm getting these errors." And um, one of the guys said, "Oh, let me take a look at that." Um, so over the last two days, they literally, they they fixed it.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah. and
0: they they put it in their their current alpha. So I, I have to use the alpha for now. But once mm-hmm. that you know, once that uh, okay. gets gets pushed out, it'll it. You know, it'll work for everybody. But, um, yeah, that to me, like, just having, um, uh, a, a group of devs that'll just go jump on something and figure it out and fix it with, you know, to that's that, that really sell, kind of sells the engine to me.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, i they, they really care and they support it so well. And this is their full time job. I, I was joking with, um, with Alexis, who's working with me on, uh, she's in the, she's in the Discord as Swaggy, Swaggy Dragon. If you oh. I and mean, she's very, very active in the default Discord. Oh, okay. Um, All right. And uh, one of the things we were talking about was um, we're getting better support from default on issues than we ever got from Unity. And we had like an enterprise support level contract with Unity, yeah. paying, like twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 a year Wow. To Unity. Um, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. And, yeah, we're thinking about partnering with the default foundation and throwing some money their way um to kind of co-develop some things that we need that would be cool um, yeah already like they're shipping features for us and that's mm-hmm. huge it's a yeah. big deal yeah. yeah oh wow that's that's pretty wild yeah, so your awesome. your
0: experience with them has been pretty much the same as mine i guess yeah
1: i was just as surprised at how how awesome they are for sure yeah um Yeah, so they they deserve success. I'm pretty happy with with their engine so far. It's just things that are missing. Um, Sure. Like rich text, you know, you have to use their GUI system and use an extension. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that's one example. Yeah. Sure.
0: That's just stuff they need to work on. I mean, every engine does. You know, I've I've, I've watched Twitter a lot and everybody's been kind of on and on about uh, Godot and Mm -hmm. especially the people coming over from from unity you know oh it's missing this oh it doesn't do you know stuff that way or you know there's just a lot of that kind of um uh, oh it's 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 just not ready for 3d or you know it's missing mm-hmm. this and that and the other thing and i mean it, yeah they're making something for free it's not like really totally you know they're taking your money to develop it and mm-hmm. if they i mean the fact that even uh, one, I think his name is one, um, has done a whole bunch of stuff recently with C Sharp to make it more palatable to mm-hmm. Unity devs. Um, you know, kind of going out of his way to fix render stuff and, um, and, and, you know, things like that. Um, just, uh, it says a lot about the kind of the open source engine community as a whole that mm-hmm. they're willing to, um, to help people out regardless of, you know, I mean, yes, they're, they're making a paycheck, but it's, it's more because, you know, uh, they're a nonprofit, you know, they're mm-hmm. not just not getting paid by, you know, companies to do, to do this. So,
1: yeah, the math is very different. If you're a nonprofit game engine foundation and team, than yeah. if you're a giant corporation that, you know, mostly most of Unity's revenues ads, I think. So, mm-hmm. they stopped really being a game engine company a long time ago. Mm. Um, they they've de-emphasized the gaming part, but Godot is a game engine, you know, right. and they're honest about that. And yeah, Default is a game engine, so yeah, Unity is just at a different stage as a company, and they've been there since mm-hmm. you know Riccitello took over. Yeah, um, they went public. I think that, that's been a long time coming. Coming, yeah, that kind know, of played a lot into it. A change of the conversation quite a bit
0: yeah yeah any anytime a company goes public you're pretty much looking at you know having to deal you less about customers and more
1: about shareholders yeah top down decisions get worse for Mm -hmm.
0: sure yeah Yeah. um i've kind of um been watching unreal um Mm -hmm. a bit since uh you know since all this started like they, they've they done a couple things couple made a couple changes i don't know if they just used the uh, the uh unity um crap as cover mm-hmm. <laughs> um and they,
1: they definitely capitalized on it, on it yeah
0: yeah it yeah yeah for sure um they you know they laid off some people and they did make some changes to their pricing but it wasn't for it wasn't for developers like uh it wasn't for indie or even big companies really. It was, I think it was more aimed at like the automotive stuff Mm because they don't get, you know, automotive industries using their engine and not paying them a dime. Mm -hmm. So they've got, um, I guess they've, they've done some sort of per seat licensing for that kind of thing. Also Mm -hmm. the film, I don't know if it affected the film industry or not, but, um, but you know, of course, everybody's like, "Oh, now Unity's changing their, or uh, now Unreal's changing their pricing." But it's not as bad as you know, as it looks, or <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't know if you if you'd followed any of
1: that or not. But uh... yeah, I know, I know, Unreal at this point is they've become successful. At, like they they were used quite a bit in like Mandalorian, and they really. Mm. bragged about that quite a bit. Um and they're def- they're still leading the charge, I would say, as far as like a triple A game engine goes. They're sure. A better package than Unity offers. Um but uh and then I think Unity's probably they've made a beachhead in the market with like the automotive folks and the the uh cinematic and traditional storytelling, you know, um non interactive media. But um, Unreal is still. There's just more people in the workforce who know how to use Unreal. Um, yeah, makes
0: sense. Have you um, have you played much with C uh, C plus plus at all?
1: Uh, a little bit. One of the reasons we didn't use Unreal is because I wasn't super familiar with you know Unreal's flavor of C plus mm-hmm. plus, and uh, at the time, this was Unreal Four had just launched, so. Mm. Um, yeah, there were some issues there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Talk about documentation not working when you download the tutorial project. That was three months of my life at Wizards. Yeah.
0: Oh man, sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: how's how's the
0: documentation on default been?
1: It's been pretty good. There's been a couple things that, um, you know, talking about developer support, I found and complained about, and they fixed. Um, wow. But uh for the most part it's straightforward there's just a couple of gotchas with default and and mainly lua if you haven't used lua before mm. um i haven't is, is my camera working just shy I, I don't know
0: it seems seems like it might be frozen hmm. i don't know if it's on your end or my end um it's not a mine. not a huge deal worst case i'll just make it a audio. Okay. Not a big deal.
1: I'll, I'll tweak with it. Well, while... <laughs> all
0: right. Uh, oh, there it goes.
1: J- just kick back in. <laughs> nice. Restart the virtual camera. <laughs> I, uh, I when I worked at the social media startup, I ended up taking over creator tools in general. Hmm. Um, so I learned quite a bit about, you know, how streamers do what they do. And so I, I got pretty good at OBS. We built a bunch of tools that integrate with OBS. Oh, and um, yeah, we built a tool so that streamers could use our app and play our games with their, with chat, basically, you know, from their phone, and it would just wirelessly stream. So, oh, that's I wild. Actually, went I went very, very deep into this. Nice. So I know all about OBS, and
0: I don't yeah. know shit about OBS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I haven't even I haven't it touched close. it at this point yet um yeah but uh I, i've i've kind of thought about i don't know if i want to get into streaming or not um mm. I not don't, i don't know that i have the type of content for that kind of thing mm. um i mean i suppose i could stream podcast episodes um the the guys that got me into podcasting are php devs and they run a, a company out of california um and they they stream their episodes um they you know they've built up a kind of a large audience at this point um and but i don't you know
1: i obviously my audience is much smaller (laughs) yeah yeah Um, there's some people who who find success in just you know inviting people into the recording experience but yeah mm -hmm. i think most people who stream they see it as like it's that is the entertainment and then the recording that comes after is just just marketing you know just right due diligence.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I kind of got into listening to podcasts mainly because um, where I work is, I mean, it's, it's, it's manufacturing. So, you mm-hmm. know, throw a earbud in gets me through the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, my, obviously my, my goal is to build SAS projects and maybe some games. Um, I've talked to, talked to uh, Jeff a little bit about, um game dev and you know we've we've kind of kicked it around i've got a you know a ton of ideas and i've i've dabbled with game dev on and off since probably 2007 or eight maybe maybe before that i've been yeah but um that was that was before i really got into programming so Mm. i kind of kind of went at it backwards so you know a bunch of friends of ours um, my wife and I and our a couple, a uh, couple friends thought, you know, we were playing, uh, maybe it was world of Warcraft. Maybe it was
1: dark age of Camelot, you know, mm-hmm.
0: one of the, oh, one of Dayok. the MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you play any of those? You played I, I, I came
1: to Dayok really late back when they revived the servers for like I one did. last go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I played for a little bit. I love the RVR stuff mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. Yeah. RVR. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, leveled a paladin a little bit i was under leveled so i would die right away you know sure um, sure <laughs> yeah I, w- I was a competitive wow pvp oh okay arena
0: yeah arena was fun i played that for mm-hmm. a bit
1: I-, I can't say i was good at it
0: um mm-hmm. i just wanted the gear
2: <laughs>
0: it's kind of a pain in the butt a recording video for sure. Um, all right, there we go. Uh, so, World of Warcraft, uh, you're mm-hmm. a big PVPer. I played some. I didn't get. Uh, I don't know. I, I really just, like I said, I was. Um, I just played the PVP for the gear, just because it looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that yeah. World of Warcraft is like, it's like a virtual dress up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much. Yeah.
1: I mean, and they add a transmog, and then it. Yeah. It was a a whole sub game for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That made it fun. Um, I played it, I think I started um, during Burning Crusade, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when I started as well. Um, And that was actually the draw for me was um, the Blood Elves. Mm Because I thought most of, at the time, I thought most of the other races were just hideous. And (laughs) they were. The art style, I hated it initially. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, I had a friend that, that was playing a a blood elf um, paladin and he was just running around questing and stuff. And I'm like, that looks like so much fun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got sucked in my wife and I both played. That's awesome. Um, We went, we played dark age of Camelot for probably five years on and off, mostly on. That's cool. Um, And they had a, a PVE server called Gaharis. And we played on that. We actually we wound up moving from one server to that server, and we played on that for the vast majority of our time. Mainly because uh, we just weren't really that into like the whole PvP aspect at that at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We did mm-hmm. more of that in WoW, um, especially when you got out into the uh, uh, is it Outlands. Yeah. The Outlands. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hellfire yeah. Peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Good PvP for sure.
0: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah. um, and we wound up, uh, doing some of that just in the, uh, just in the quest, like, you know, you, you have to flag or it flags you when you go into this, yeah. uh, this one quest. And, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, she actually kind of got into it. Um, some, some dude landed on me and killed me and then she killed him. And
1: then, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Wife to save the day. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. My wife does not like games at all. So no, I I wish she did. Oh man. I'm so, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. She's like level 4,000 on candy crush. So she plays games. So she games, but yeah, she doesn't identify as a gamer. That's
0: That seems, I don't know, do you th- do you think that's, you know, I, I hear a lot of people bitching about um, about the disparity between men and women, you know, gamers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's obviously more male gamers than mm-hmm. female gamers. Do you think that's partially because we're more immature? Oh, 100%. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think you have the maturity level, you know, comparing a man and a woman. Um, men are definitely immature, but... I think games are built for men more so than like. There's a lot more cozier games that are more about aesthetic and presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the same reason that men prefer action movies more than women. Mm-hmm. Um, action game focused and yeah, they're a lot more like that. Um, but you've got games like Animal Crossing. You've got World mm-hmm. like of Warcraft itself added pets. You know, I would say yeah. um to make the game more appealing to more casual players and especially women. It makes so sense. The, the pet battle stuff, the pet collection mechanic. Oh, I didn't know they did pet battles. Um, is, is that kind of a mm-hmm. newer thing? Yeah, they added it in uh I think Miss of Pandaria. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe before well, that. We did maybe play Miss
0: a bit. Yeah.
1: My wife was it a might, hunter, of course. Because, mm-hmm. you know, collect all the collect all the pets. So yeah, that, exactly. that
0: actually makes yeah. makes a lot of sense
1: to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I fought really hard to add pets to Arena, and we did. And, oh. Um, they're, yeah, like, they're very popular with women. They're not as popular with men. Interesting. Um, huh. But That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a sucker for pets. They're one of my, my pet features that I love working on.
0: So you're into fighting games at all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not, mostly because I'm not very good at them.
0: That's the, completely fair. Yeah. Played new Mortal Kombat,
1: no. No, I'm also I'm really squeamish actually. Oh. Just all right. I have a, I have a physiological reaction to like Gore that just ever since I was a little kid I just haven't been able to deal with it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat does not it's not my jam. Um but I do I do love like Brawl games and Smash Brothers is awesome. Smash
0: Brothers is awesome. I play that with my seven year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he kicks my ass i mean he's just so good at this stuff i don't know how kids get so dang good at games like i mean i played games as a kid you know mario mm-hmm. and but i don't think i ever reached the level of skill at that age that he has like he's just yeah he's just phenomenal
1: i, I will say brains Go what ahead. was that I- I was gonna say that I think that their brains are just better at, you know, forming the connections and they they develop the muscle memory quicker and mm-hmm. their reflexes are faster.
0: Yeah, I do kick his ass at Mario Kart, though.
1: That's um, good. You got to keep him in his place.
0: At, at least one game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, any of my attempts at video game dev, you know, he wants to test. Uh, let me test it. Yeah, you know, I'll test it for
1: you. Um, That's the best part, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you get your kid to play your games. And then, and then you work awesome. on stuff that they don't think is cool. And then you regret everything. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. You regret your life. You're like, well, if, if he doesn't like it, it's probably no good.
1: Yeah. My kids definitely don't realize how cool some of the stuff I worked on has been. I think yeah. they're older, mm-hmm. but they've always been like, that's lame. That's dad's work. You know, <laughs> how many uh, how many kids you got? I've got two, and they're nine and seven. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. nice.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, kids are yeah. kids are great mm-hmm. at at just about every age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the babies, you just watch the baby show, yeah. as we called it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah all, then, the, all the kid shows, the kid shows are better too than. Uh, they are. Yeah, Daniel Tiger is. We taught our kids all the basic skills, you know. And we basically didn't have to do anything. No, Ryan. No, uh, Ryan's World. Oh, I hate that show. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my son watches it. Um, yeah,
1: but he. I mean, he, he's honestly
0: learned a lot of stuff from it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just it's annoying. I just at this point, I feel like it's just advertisement for toys. Yeah. Now that they've got their own, you know, kind of. They're toy. on target
1: shelves. Yeah. 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 It's amazing it's, how many YouTubers are on, on target shelves.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Um, He's yeah. like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, there's a, there's a Ryan toy. I'm like, oh yeah, we're not buying that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Roblox. I mean, my kids are into Roblox now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost worse. Kind of <laughs> better in some ways. From yeah, Roblox they sell literal real life loot boxes like in, in Target. Really? Um, That's crazy. Yeah. It's like three bucks, and then you basically get a, a digital loot box, a chance to get something. Have you have you bought any of those? Yeah, we, we have. I oh yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. I'm, and they, they I'm, love them. And they're I'm, like three bucks. So. <laughs> I
0: guess it's an easy uh it's an easy yeah. three bucks spend. Yeah. I, I shouldn't am-
1: complain about loot boxes, but because card games are notorious for, you know, booster, booster. Yeah.
0: But it's with card games, it feels more like. So I used to collect baseball cards and football cards when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So it feels like that. Like, yeah. Okay. You bought some, you know, you bought some cards and you're probably going to get doubles and triples sometimes. You know, it just mm-hmm. happens with cards. And you're just, you know, you're collecting cards and trying to find the ones you don't have. Yeah. Um, Like that feels less. Um, I don't know what the
1: word is. Uh, Exploitive. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It feels it's less, less. It's less about the gamble and uh, more about collection. Right. Yeah, that was um, just the physical way that they had to distribute the cards. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, but you know, the other kinds of loot boxes, like so. One thing my wife and I got into—we were playing this game called Lords Mobile. Um, mm-hmm. Yep god i i wish i'd never touched that game um i finally got out of it Mm -hmm. um and but that's what it feels like you know it feels like like you had an addiction and you finally broke free of the Mm -hmm. addiction you know yeah and then you're just like thank god i'm never going back to that shit yeah Um, that's they're designed to literally milk people out of money Mm -hmm. and especially the the people with money, you know, cuz yeah, we have world. a yeah, we had a friend who dumped he was probably dumping $1000 every couple weeks into this game. Wow,
1: yeah. I mean, he cool.
0: made a lot of money, but but then he's locked in. Like he's got an account that he spent like 20, 30 grand on. Right. He can't quit, you know? He can't yeah. stop playing because he yeah. he's locked in at that point, you know? And I think a yeah. lot of People that get into those kinds of games—that's that's where they get. They get to the point where they're like, you know, they they lock you in, and then you can't you can't quit. You can't break out. You have to either try mm-hmm. to sell your account and make some of it back, um, which isn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are you know places that you can sell accounts to, and people that sell accounts, but you're never going to make back what you put
1: in. Yeah, it's definitely a bad investment to spend $10,000 on a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: very, very, very bad investment. Yeah,
1: yeah, the The reality is like, it just makes it's like a 30% difference in revenue. If you have an endless cap on spent um, for I think for most games, uh, mm. Brawl Stars is a pretty popular game, they took out loot boxes, and it, I think it affected the revenue by 20%. Mm. Their revenue, their new normal revenue is 20% lower than it was when they had loot boxes in the game. Wow. Um Yeah, it's crazy, but that's because they're designed to create an infinite channel for spend to mm-hmm. get infinite reward. Right. And yeah, there's a there's a question. One of the things I liked about Magic was that you could basically spend $300 and you could have all the cards from the set. Um, or everything you needed at least. And then it was very easy to go infinite. Um, if you were good. Mm. So mm. you can't spend $10,000 on magic, the gathering arena. You just can't, it's not possible and there's no benefit to doing it. The benefit runs out after about like a hundred bucks. Um, oh, interesting. And that, that's really just a time saver.
2: Mm.
1: But, um, but yeah, those, uh, that's pretty cool the the crappy mobile monetization games you know they rely you know first on ads and then for the people mm-hmm. who do convert just upselling upselling get, getting getting yeah. them deeper uh solidifying the lock-in effect yeah you know, like you are yeah. talking about yeah yeah but yeah i think games should should they should edify users at least as well as they monetize users mm-hmm. That's what i like to say
0: yeah and you yeah, know the vast majority of them don't um also like it seems to me like that sort of monetization is is very it's it's like in the u.s we kind of go uh you know when we when we see or hear about that stuff but like in china like that's the norm
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know which again and i i kind of most of the those kind of monetization practices have come from that direction. So mm-hmm. it when I first started noticing it was with the uh the Asian MMOs that were coming out that were mm-hmm. trying to imitate World of Warcraft. Um I there was a there's a couple um I can't think of the name of right now. But um but you know, it looked Graphically very similar to World of Warcraft, um, and it was free to play. With you know in game kind of purchases and that kind of thing, and it's just started. It's really snowballed from there, I think. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah, uh, I I think it's Nexus Games or whatever. There's Lineage, Lineage mm Two, yep, um, in Black Desert Online, yeah. They they Um, all rely on these mechanics, and then. Yep. Yeah,
0: they do. Um, I played Guild Wars 2, which also relies on store purchases. Uh, I mean, it was. They have two kind of things. So you buy the box game, and then they have stuff you can buy in game. But that's probably the least um, invasive game that I've seen um, mm-hmm. in that kind of genre where the stuff you buy in the store is mostly like none of it's going to make you better you know like you can buy pickaxes that don't break or um storage space
1: quality of life things Yeah, storage
0: space you know um
1: i think those are okay
0: right yeah i kind of feel like those are okay too Mm -hmm. um and actually when we started playing that you know they gave us we my wife and I played that during beta, and then, you know, um, we bought the the base box or whatever. Um, and at the, you know, when it first came out, they gave you like a certain amount of their in-game cash or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we bought with it was storage because we knew that storage was always going to be the. Um, in most of these games, they load you up with all these kinds of like currencies and garbage you know you don't know what to yeah. do with it so you don't throw it away you know it's you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> true um so we we wound up um just kind of basically just buying loads of storage and i think the money that we spent in that game has mostly been like bank space and stuff like that um
1: yeah yeah i remember when gilwares made a big deal out of you know, dumping the, the subscription model. We don't need the subscription model. And then, mm-hmm. so they were one of the first, you know, you had to pay to play, but it was free to play. And mm-hmm. those, yeah. But yeah, then they had to, they had to implement the cosmetics and the quality of life upsells. Yeah. To, to make ends meet. And right. I know for a fact that it wasn't a successful business model for them because a lot of the people who worked on Guild Wars 2 were laid off pretty soon after it came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was just the story for every game that wasn't wow, you know, right, right. Demo, even Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in Maryland while I was in development. Oh yeah, and I was I was hoping to work there, and I had a friend who did, and they all got laid off the second it was launched. Yeah. Oh no nice yeah. shit! Zen, Zenimax just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, where where at in Maryland were you? Uh, I was in like uh, Damascus, Mount Airy area. Okay. Um, all right which is closer to Frederick than it is anywhere else.
0: Yeah. So, I lived in um, Glen Burnie. Nice.
1: nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised there. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We lived in Silver Spring for a while too. Um, oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, Did you ever get to like Gettysburg or? um? Oh yeah. 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 My grandfather's a big history buff too. So whenever mm-hmm. he would visit, we'd go do everything. I think I went to Gettysburg like four times for field trips. Yeah. Yeah. The Holocaust <laughs> Museum I went twice. Oh, Nice. Nice yeah
0: my dad was always big on taking us to either gettysburg or the air and space museum in dc oh i love the
1: air and space museum yeah
0: yeah the air and space museum is my all-time favorite place i'm still like such a huge science fiction fan like that's mm-hmm. just um you know i've i've read all the expanse novels and i don't know if nice. you've read any
1: or listened to any of those or i watched the show the show uh, yeah, it's a good show too for sure yeah the show's I, good i know there's a novel
0: Yeah, it's actually based on books. Um, I do the audio, um, but the the cool thing about it is, so on the show, one of the writers of the books is actually a writer on the show. Hmm. So that's nice. um, You know, when they when they're changing stuff, you know, because they they always do in shows, and they kind Mm -hmm. of have to because they have to either it's time frame issues, you have to speed stuff up, or you know, they have to make it flow better for a show um it was it was easier for me to accept because um i'm i'm a big fan uh stickler maybe a stickler or fan i don't know of trying to stick to the source material when it comes to Mm -hmm. shows and things and it it, um so i can't watch wheel of time on amazon i can't watch it because they just Mm. they deviated so far like it wasn't even an issue of um you know, time or flow of narrative or anything they literally just chopped up all the uh, they tried to read kind of make their own thing out of out of what was already there you know they had 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 books to go off of that they mm-hmm. you know and they just decided to try to
1: make their own shit and run with it hmm amazon was that amazon <laughs> yeah it's that amazon amazon involved with it, yeah 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 time originals right yeah
0: right right fortunately yeah. i think the expanse started off with was it f fx mm-hmm. um so when amazon picked it up after it got dropped after the third season um they basically amazon didn't have to do anything they you know they already had everybody they needed the writers the you know, the actors and everything, the sets. So they didn't have to build anything new or, you know.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um,
0: so they were, you know, just basically the showrunners just picked up where they left off. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff Amazon's put out
1: that's original, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's been some good things, but yeah. A lot of, uh, compared to Netflix's portfolio of original content and I think Apple TV's done a really good job, too. I've been... Yeah. Amazon's been the McDonald's, you know, in the equation. Just shipping a bunch of stuff, and it's good enough for who it's for. Right. You're not going to like it if you're not who it's for. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sometimes, though, it makes me wonder, like, who the hell is it for, you know?
1: Yeah. Especially, like, things like Wheel of Time when they deviate from the source material. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you got like, I mean, you've got this huge fan base of people, you know, that are fans mm-hmm. of the books. Same same thing that happened with uh, the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. pretty much. Uh, I think did it get canceled? I think it get, they
1: canceled it after the second season. It's definitely not doing very well. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't that good. Like it was just kind oh. of boring and weirdly paced. Yeah, no. yeah,
0: yeah. It was it, it was it was strange. I tried to watch it. I, I've, um, I've
1: defended that series a little bit because i liked it at first and then i watched yeah. the rest of it and I, I saw how bad it and boring it got um, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i tried to i tried to give it a shot you know I, got, I had a friend at work that was like oh this show's great i'm like okay i'll i'll try it you know i i got through a couple episodes um and yeah i was like sorry man i just i just can't do it Mm-hmm. <laughs> i just mm-hmm. can't do it <laughs> um do yeah. so you mainly watch um science fiction and fantasy or what kind yeah, of yeah I'm,
1: I'm also a, a sci-fi guy um this is why i like space sim games i play yeah. all the space sim games that are out there um starfield starfield I, i've been playing uh you know i loved it because i'm a space sim guy but i hate it <laughs> for all the reasons that everyone hates it okay it's it's, yeah yeah, there's there's lots of crappy bethesda game things about it Mm -hmm. you know feel even less advanced than like fallout for example Uh, (laughs) yeah it's uh it's kitschy we'll see what they do with it and i'm excited for the modding potential yeah Um, yeah i got into games by modding games oh did you okay I, i love games that you know make that an option so but um yeah Skyrim was pretty hard to mod. They came out with the toolkit. I wouldn't want to work on those games. It doesn't seem uh, like their tool set is anywhere close like a conventional game engine is hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah people do lots of stuff with it
0: it's It's pretty amazing so you know I've definitely played Skyrim um mm-hmm. and downloaded mods you know because mm-hmm. you can and you have to yeah. <laughs> Yeah. uh you know quality of life i always feel like Bethesda they they start a game and then they put it out for the community to finish yep like, that's mm-hmm. always that's a good this, way to put it yeah it's always a feeling mm-hmm. um i think with Skyrim they probably did the most of um and then they've they've released that game how many times
1: at least ten times yeah and so they've I, I bought it at least five like honestly. yeah <laughs> I, I bought it for Switch when it came out, and I like immediately regretted it. And then I, put, like, oh. eight, I put like eight hours into it. So yeah, I'd probably yeah they it.
0: they iterate a lot during mm-hmm. during those times. I think um, you know instead of doing it during the actual game development, they <laughs> wait until they yeah. are gonna relaunch it, and then they they'll either like pull community stuff, you know, and use it. Or they'll do stuff to it that the community already f- basically fixed sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. I it's, think that.
0: It's... Good. I was just going to say, I think that last version they put out included a bunch of mods or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. it also made it hard to install mods.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So
0: everybody yeah. was like, well, if you want to install mods, get the previous version to that. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I bought.
1: Yeah. Bethesda got, they got all that flack for trying to do paid mods. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think yep. they're going to probably do that with, with Starfield, but, oh. and they Fallout 76 is that way. You know, most of the the mods quote unquote that you can play, you know, they're, they're through the Bethesda store. It's really hard to mod Fallout 76. In oh the, yeah. Like, traditional sense. Um,
0: well, isn't 76 more of an online game
1: that's what yeah they'd say yeah it is it's i online. mean you <laughs> can play with people for sure it does that is the main i think appeal of 76 or even fallout 4 i think it's a worse single player game than than fallout um fallout 4. Mm. but uh starfield War. doesn't have that distinction so we'll see we'll see what they do there
0: man yeah, I'm gonna give it a good solid year before mm-hmm. I buy it. Um, make sure it's got some mods. Make sure it's got some, you know, some stuff fixed. Maybe they maybe they've added more content by then. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same th- reason I didn't buy um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven when it first came out.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: haven't bought it yet, but I think I'm going to. Um, that's probably. Yeah. It. Nearer heard, to my buy list I now. I
1: Liberty is really good. Um, yeah, I got most of the way through the story in, in Cyberpunk, but yeah, I had to wait for a patch when I bought it because it didn't run. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is wise to wait for sure. I think yeah. companies were pressured to launch games early. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's probably never going to change.
0: Probably not. I mean, hopefully CD Projekt Red has learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were kind of like the game dev
1: darlings of the industry for yeah. a while. With gamers, they burned up all the goodwill that Witcher Three brought. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully they redeem themselves. It's possible for for game studios to redeem themselves.
0: Sure. I mean, look at what was it? Um,
1: oh, no Man's Sky. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another another great space game that was. Uh-huh. I was legitimately angry about that game. Yeah,
0: I didn't play it until um, many years after. So, mm. but I saw all the backlash and and mm. um, patted myself on the back for not buying it when it you yeah. know when it launched. Yeah. Um, and actually, the the last time I wanted a game so bad that I bought it, or I tried to buy it on launch. I tried. Mm-hmm. Um. Was uh, Metro 2033 or no? Metro Exodus, the,
1: the mm-hmm. last one. Um, have you played any of those? Yeah, they're, they're all pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're,
0: they're good games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like scary games usually. Those games are awesome. Yeah, uh,
0: it's weird. I'm the same exact way. Like, I, um, growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch horror or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, all that stuff legitimately, legitimately scares me, and I won't watch mm-hmm. anything gory or anything like that. Um, generally speaking, but um, you put space in front of me, and I'm probably gonna try to play it, or yeah. or post apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, and um, Metro 2033 was one of those. Like the first couple were super super scary. Actually, I think all were. Like, it wasn't even, like, Dead Space level where the first one was scary and the second one was less and the third one was even more or less. Um, I think all of the Metro games have been pretty scary. Um, but when the third one was going to come out, they were doing the whole pre-order thing and I was going to pre-order it um, on Steam. But that was when the Epic Games Store had just started. And Tim Sweeney started buying up, like exclusive, mm-hmm. and and that fucker bought uh, exclusive to, <laughs> to Metro Exodus.
1: Oh, that's right. And they took it off the store.
0: They took it off Steam, dude. Oh, right, right as I was about to to get it, like yeah. literally, i I think I missed it by like an hour.
1: Yeah, I forgot I, about that.
0: Yeah, I, they honored the ones that pre sold on there, but mm-hmm. uh, so I was just like. Fuck you, Epic Games. Never buying a game on there. Yeah. Uh, Fuck you, game devs. (laughs) I'm not buying your game. I'm I'm going to wait. You know what? And then I'm going to buy it half off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, That was the last game that I that I ever thought about buying, like on launch day, Mm -hmm. and I would have. Um, From all accounts, it was great on launch day.
1: You know, it was. yeah, they actually finished the game, which is a good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, they finished the game. It uh, was, you know, had great reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't about at the time to buy anything from the Epic Game Store. I mm-hmm. have since uh, bought things on the Epic Game Store, but not for many, many, many years. And typically, I just log in weekly and get my free games.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's what it's for, basically, is getting <clears> the free games every week.
0: I have a Uh, yeah, I like that. I have a a game library that I didn't have to pay for.
1: Yeah. And Tim Sweeney um, likes that, too.
0: I think he does. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is.
1: Yeah, (laughs) he like he likes me
0: logging in to play games that I didn't buy. He does.
1: (laughs) I uh, during this time when all all this stuff that we're talking about was going down, I was working on a launcher, like basically improving our launchers so that we could launch Arena on the Mac. Mm. And my project basically got canceled because we launched on the Epic Game Store instead. So what? I also hate the Epic Game Store. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it got canceled for other reasons, like COVID was going on and things were uncertain. So but, yeah, uh, yeah. Why would we do this if we could just launch on the Epic Store? Oh my God! They gave us a bunch of money too. So right, right. Uh, yeah, Tim Sweeney bought out the rights. I was
0: pretty sure. I mean, that uh, he was doing that with every, everybody he was getting exclusives
1: from. Just yeah, him and Tencent. Yeah. Um, oh. Tencent, it's... you know, has a stake in Epic. So. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, like twenty percent um, or more. Yeah, now? it's something. It's and then they have a forty-something percent stake in Riot. I think it might even be more. Oh, really? Right. Um, or maybe Riot's the one that they have the majority stake of. Mm. But yeah, Tencent is throwing lots of money. And has been for the last 15 years into the games industry. Wow. Um, second to Microsoft. Jeez, that's, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, and they're the biggest game company in the world. Oh, <laughs> fuck.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I got to say, I'd probably play more indie games than I do AAA at this point. That's good. Um, I'm all about the indie games. Yeah, indie games are better. Yeah. I, did you um? Did you see Ghost Song?
1: Mm-mm. Oh dude. What's ghost song You are gonna like ghost song.
0: If you like any kind of Metroidvania, um, I don't know if you played Hollow Knight oh, or yes. any of those. Okay.
1: Oh, I, I have seen this. I did try it. It was on Game Pass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. Um
1: I should play it more.
0: Yeah, you, you know, he started that game. He finished it on um Unity. Mm-hmm. But he started it on Stencil. Hmm. Are you
1: familiar with Stencil? Isn't that like the open source like? Uh, it's not even a game engine. Well, it's a, something else.
0: No, it's a it's a game engine. Um, it's S T E N C Y L, I believe.
1: C-Y-L, that's right. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but oh, so their wow. their programming language is is kind of like Scratch.
1: Yeah, it's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Block based. Mm-hmm.
0: So he started it on there, and they actually still have in their forums, like, this huge uh, forum post of him, like, posting updates and all that shit. And the art looked uh, fairly different, I think. Um, but I was following it on Stencil um, for a long time, because, like I said, I was dabbling in different game engines, and I've kind of kind of done that on and off over mm-hmm. the years. You know, just keep... I just kept coming back to it i just haven't made my own game yet um which i think I, th- I think i'm going to um i i finally i think i have like a pretty good i don't know pretty good idea i mean you know how ideas are like they're a dime a dozen, but
1: yeah they always sound good yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> all kinds yeah. of ideas
1: but there there are ways yeah i mean there are better ideas like you right. can weigh the value of ideas and the feasibility and Mm -hmm. potential impact and reach and
0: sure and and like for me a lot of it has to do with like how i don't know how much does it grab me you know Mm -hmm. because i can come up with an idea and then i usually just let it percolate a bit and see if it stays or see if it goes Mm -hmm. um, with ideas because usually if it's if it's not as great as you thought it's probably not you know probably not you'll, the best. You'll
1: of ideas. forget about it if right. uh, if it's not not a, not a winner for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are those ideas that you just have to make and you have to see how they feel and play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think like those ideas are usually concept games, I think. Like mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe you have got an idea for puzzles or or some sort of physics-based game, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that where you just got to like build it and see how kind of like you said, how it plays Mm -hmm. um, versus something that's maybe story driven or, or, you know, something like that, where you kind of have to just let it sit and stir a bit and see if it Mm -hmm. goes away or if it, you know, if it hangs on. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, stencils, stencils pretty wild. Have you played with any other, um, uh, I guess I, call, I can't really call them no code because they're kind of they have code, but yeah. you know what I mean. Have you played with any like
1: yeah any I types of? I think there's a bunch of um, there's a couple apps like there was an app for the PS4. I'm forgetting what it was called, but it was basically a fully fledged not just a game engine, um, but you could also make music in it and you could mm. compose your own music in it, which is what I started using it for. But then people. Made their own games as well. Uh, oh, that's much. cool. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Drop me a link. Um. Man, what is it called? <laughs> oh, oh, it's just called Dreams. Oh, it's just called Dreams. And I'm pretty disappointed that this game. And take off, but there's these sort of platform. There, there are these games that are game platforms, like Roblox is mm-hmm. an example of a game yeah. that is a game platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Just I think every everybody dreams of making that. You know, Fortnite's trying to become that now. That's their next step. Uh okay. Um, that actually that yeah. makes sense. It's the ultimate business model. It's, yeah. It's why Bethesda wants to monetize mods. You know. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll send you the link to Dreams.
0: I'd say I'd say Fortnite. Like they probably have a better chance of that becoming something.
1: Yeah, they're similar than anything else. This they're point. well on the way. I think they've they're just eating market share, and they're um they're the landing place for kids once they graduate from Roblox. They land on Fortnite, and mm-hmm. they, they age into it. Is yeah. probably the way they talk about it in the boardroom meetings. Um, you said this is. Still a thing? Dreams? Or Dreams is Dreams was a very big thing on the PS4. PS4 um, only. It's pretty wild I, though. I don't know if you can play it on the PS5. I don't have a PS5 uh, huh. anymore. But uh Interesting. yeah so these these types cool. of things that are I ran into something think, else that was similar to this. I think we're gonna see more games coming from you know, they're going to be made in Roblox or made in something like this or made in Mm -hmm. Fortnite. They're going to be sort of mods or right. um, You know, user generated games. Yeah. And then they'll have their own life cycles there. And then they'll either take that and make a standalone game and it'll become an IP on its own. Mm -hmm. There's a whole if you look at the horror genre, a lot of horror games are starting on Roblox. Um, Yes doors Doors is a great one my son loves doors my son plays the crap out of
0: doors oh yeah. he
1: did i think he's i
0: think he's moved on from there but um mm-hmm. he played all i heard dude my son will literally like sit and give me a tutorial on doors and i'm not even yeah. playing it uh-huh. but you know he's just telling me about it and
1: <laughs> i've died indoors
0: so many times i <laughs> just yeah. like uh i watch him play it you know but i haven't mm-hmm. really i haven't really played it but um but yeah, um, Roblox is definitely,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, I agree. It's, you can see a lot of like kind of horror style games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that and obstacle courses. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the hobbies. Obbies. Yeah. 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 They, uh, uh, but that's, so th- those are games that people are making games and, and those are for the most part, no code, mm-hmm. um, there are lots of game engines that uh, I think the the are, but the
0: the horror games aren't those. Like you, pretty much got a script in. Is it Lua?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roblox uses a version of Lua. Okay, um, and it's it's pretty different. Um, I'm not finding a lot of cross knowledge, or you know, oh. it doesn't feel like I'm using Lua when I'm when I'm using Lua in Roblox compared to my current project, which is just raw um mm. raw and then the default api is pretty different from all the apis that roblox studio has and roblox yeah, has yeah. um so it, it feels like i'm learning a different language even though some of the syntax is shared sure um but yeah as far as other game engines that i would recommend people check out let's say play canvas is number one for me oh yeah it's web-based it's i have seen it yeah, it feels like Unity to use. Um, mm-hmm. It uses JavaScript, which is accessible, and um, I, I've made a couple. <laughs> I've made a couple like uh, compelling games and in Canvas. Oh, um, nice! And they have like an asset store and a pretty good developer community. It's been around for a long time, so oh, most cool. things that you Google are going to have answers, um, which yeah. isn't true of the newer engines. Right, that's fair. Actually, it does look pretty cool. I haven't um been a
0: long time since I looked at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this is this is the other thing we're gonna see is so PlayCanvas is bought by Snap, um, the guys who make Snapchat. Oh yeah. Okay. It drives PlayCanvas drives some of the more interactive like camera games or messenger games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And then we, we were using play canvas a lot at my last company at, Ooh, um, to make our mobile games. Oh, okay. And we were actually, we were running those and embedding those inside of our unity game our unity project. Oh, um, weird! The, <laughs> our social media app was actually built in unity. Oh, all um, right. So it made it easier for us to do like screen, screen recording and, um, yeah. Uh, Initially, they had plans to make the games in Unity, but they pivoted away from that and made them web-based instead. And then we just embedded mm. the web big web games. So, right, right. Huh. Did um Did you guys get hit by the Unity fees? They're they're too small still, but they oh, okay. they would they would potentially. Uh, I think Unity capped it at like the latest LTS version isn't affected. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're having the talk of is this our last version of Unity or not? Um, right, right. Yeah yeah
0: that's that's like the the one good thing about that's come out of all this is that other game engines are getting um more focused yeah. mm-hmm. getting more popular you know people are actually starting to branch out mainly because you know they don't know what the future holds for unity and can't really trust that it's gonna you know gonna be there when they when they need it
1: yeah, um, it's it's almost irresponsible to not evaluate other engines if you're yeah. starting a game now. Like, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. I'd say the only reason to stay in Unity is if you really love it and you don't care about right. paying twenty cents an install. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, um, one of the one of the cool things I thought about um, Defold was that it looks like for the most part you get free access to the console ports. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they require you to like, uh, like have accounts, you know, set up and all that stuff, like you're ready to port, whatever. But, um, but that's not something that most of the free engines have managed to pull off.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, even Godot is, um, you know, they've, I think one of their founders has started a company, um, W4 or something. Um, and they're, you know, they, so they, like, they have ports, but I guess, I guess they're going to charge for it or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they're going to work that, but, um, but I thought DeFold's uh, approach was kind of, um, really good. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that, that they just, uh, have private builds, um, I, I mean, I assume you've looked into all that stuff, um.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't we're we don't have plans yet to ship on console, but it has been reassuring that they have full console support. Yeah. And um and it's it's good that they do I mean mobile builds work right out of the box and web mm-hmm. builds work right out of the box better than Unity's web builds do. Oh that's wild. So yeah, Unity's Unity's very far behind on the web race. Um yeah. and web is a target. Okay. The, yeah. the Unity WebGL player is just a piece of junk, and it can't do it's half the things that the clunky. other players can do. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I have a Unity WebGL project right um, now that was that yeah, I was working. It seems on. like it
0: takes a while to load.
1: Um, but go to if you go to vibary.gg, That's my my sort of vertical slice proof of concept of how far can we push Unity's web player in the browser. I've been playing
0: with it. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah.
1: It? yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's just pretty wild
1: it's an ambitious like it's a pretty intensive project um but a bunch of things don't work that mm-hmm. work fine in other builds because you know oh. it doesn't support what i need
0: um so what's your um are you what's your plan for that are you continu- still building on
1: that maybe someday probably not while i'm full-time at a game company but sure um, sure i kind of i kind of want to launch it as its own game platform and um but i don't know if the core premise makes sense but if i did launch it as its own game platform it would be a platform that is focused on games that are educational and mm-hmm. meant to, to be played throughout your day oh yeah okay um so and the whole idea is you would use you would use Vibri to um keep track of your work and kind of make uh putting focus time in on your work fun throughout the day yeah and then and then there there are these games that are built in that are kind of incremental and and progression based games that integrate with the focus time so you get rewarded for putting in focus time you get rewarded in the games oh that's Um, cool so like one example is i have an asteroids clone basically Mm -hmm. um so you get a drone every every time you focus you get a life every time you focus um, mm. and, uh, when you, when you run out of ships, then you go back and go back to work. No more ships. <laughs> so nice. they, the idea I want to test and I want to, I want to prove out that concept and see how much, you know, uh, carry power it has. Cause I think it mm-hmm. could be fun, especially for kids. Yeah. Um, or maybe high schoolers might be the bottom of the, right. the target audience that I'm appealing to, but yeah. that was always missing for me. I never found school. Mm -hmm. self-motivating yeah Uh, school was never fun on its own and
0: no it wasn't for me either yeah yeah i was um well yeah so i was i was homeschooled for the first um, i'd say up to about fifth or sixth grade Mm -hmm. and then parents split up i was 15 they threw me in high school my first ever experience with school and it's rough yeah dude yeah stupid rough um Mm -hmm. my my son we are he's in a virtual academy Mm -hmm. um so one thing i notice and you were talking about like you know focusing for a while taking breaks um they do that so they 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 have like a live class for maybe an hour and even during the live class they'll take like what they call a brain break You know, where they just stop, get up five minutes, run around, you know, uh, grab a snack, whatever, come back. Um, And they they do this, you know, um, kind of throughout the day and school doesn't last all day. You know, they have Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in first first grade. So, uh, you know, obviously time times will change probably. But um, but he's usually done with school by like twelve one o'clock. He starts at like nine, you know, um, and uh, uh, I mean, he's doing fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a neat system um, where they you know they actually do take breaks. We didn't have that in school. Like mm-hmm. your break was basically when class was over and you were walking to your next class.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot more thought and research and applied learnings from, uh, the you know, since, since we were going through school and, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think teachers have a better grasp on the fact that kids have short attention spans and it's exacerbated by just the digital world that we live in and, mm-hmm. and kids can self-select what they want right. when they're not at school. So, you know, schools have to meet kids where they, where their interests are. As sure. Much as they sure. Can.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the, realistically, and I'm gonna super generalize here, obviously, but you need th- what th- like three things: you need math, you need the ability to read, and the ability to write. Like mm-hmm. those are the the three main things that that you need. Um, mm-hmm. You know, outside of that, everything is kind of you're gonna do it through your daily life. Whether it's, I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's it's good to know about history, but do you need it to function? No. Right. You know? Yeah, it's it's good to know about other you know science and stuff, but do you need it to function? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's helpful, but it's not a an absolute requirement to make it through life. You know, uh, unless you're going to be a scientist or unless you're going to do something that requires mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of like stuff that they kind of force us to do in school that. It's not helping me today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, I know more about, uh, about science from like, you know, books and shows that actually mm-hmm. focus on those things because that's yeah. kind of my, where my interest is. than I right. ever learned from, you know, high school. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think I learned more about space and, uh, I guess physics from mm-hmm. Kerbal space program. Oh, is I that good? Um, oh it's so good play with your kids um i think i have it on it will get them excited about that space don't play Kerbal space program 2 not yet okay uh, it's another game that released too early but oh um, okay uh, steam has kind of made that a whole thing
0: yeah um, the whole early access thing yeah
1: i'm a fan of early access don't get me wrong
0: i am too um i uh, yeah. definitely bought some games on early access um Mm -hmm. but I've also been burned by some of them and also, so a couple of indie games that were really good. Uh, one is called an, a N N E that's on steam. Mm -hmm. You haven't, if you Mm -hmm. like pixel art games, I would check it out. Um, that's, uh, really good. Um, but you know, they were a little indie dev studio. There's like five people working on it. Um, and I followed it for a long time, and then I finally bought it on early access. And then they uh, COVID hit, I think. And then they they had to shut down. And then it, they went dark for a year or two. And then I guess the, the original dev has started releasing updates again. Um, so he's back. He's back at it, which is nice. Um, the game was, I'll say, mostly finished. But it had some... It, it had some... Issues and some places where people were getting stuck and couldn't get past. Mm. Um but he's come back and started started releasing updates on it again.
1: Um That's cool. RPG Maker, yeah. It's it's a good engine. Is that
0: what that is? Is that what they use? Yeah. RPG Maker
1: mm-hmm. that? Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know. Re- that's
0: another, realize no that co- that's using-
1: another no code engine. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do code.
0: But, I'm familiar with it. I just didn't know they made a freaking side scroller and RPG yeah. maker. It's kind of a it's an odd choice, mm-hmm. um, a little bit, because there's plenty of other uh, <laughs> like Game Maker would have been probably a better choice for that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for yeah, a side game scroller. Ma- game Maker's pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Game Maker's um well they got bought by Opera the browser.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And, and so they've got a site called. Oh wait, what is it called? Is it Opera GX or no? That's the browser name. Um,
1: that browser—they've been paying the YouTubers real hard to promote it, and yeah, yeah. My son installed it, and he was so, us- using the browser outside of his restrictions. You know. Oh and, yeah. Uh, not doing anything bad yet he's he's just a little bit too young for it to be super problematic but we're 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 about there yeah yeah sure he's He's nine uh, right yeah he's nine yeah trying to find
0: they've got a oh it's gx.games they've got a site and it's very much kind of like uh call it like roblox
1: where you just go and play a Mm -hmm. bunch of games you know yeah just yeah just a game platform yeah,
0: so they've got they got some that you can buy, you know, some games you can buy on there. Mm-hmm. And some are free. I played a really fun kind of a space shooter game. Um, it was just well done, you know, it just it mm-hmm. had um decent pixel art graphics and just very clean um, kind of like your standard unlimited uh what do they call it? Like a like a you know, like those runner games. Yeah, the Infinite Runners. Yeah, it was like an infinite shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't really have an ending, you know. It was just kind of like, um, you know, got progressively harder, and you you gather, um, like power ups and stuff like that. But basically, mm-hmm. you just put your thumb on your device or your <laughs> or your mouse, and that was kind of mm-hmm. it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it was pretty cool. So there's there's you know there's a lot of stuff on on there to play. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was neat that they were doing that. Um, uh, if you if you use Game Maker for free, you can upload your games to this for free. That's kind of mm-hmm. like their, you know, their way to to do it. I guess for people that aren't um, paying a subscription, um, I bought yeah. Game Maker. I think I bought it on a humble bundle once, and uh, they they originally had it like game maker one game maker two. And now they've, instead of doing that, they're literally just updating the game maker. Mm-hmm. They took off the two and it's just game maker. And so they're just like, you know, iterating on the same engine, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they honored my, my desktop um, export um, mm-hmm. license. Uh, uh, i guess i guess they did that with everybody anybody that bought one didn't have to buy an export for whatever platforms they had exports for um good. but but yeah game makers um definitely a, a pretty solid option um i'm i'm kind of looking forward to digging into lua i haven't really played with lua much uh, what's your what's your kind of thoughts on on using that in a game management
1: I think, uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Um, default itself, you know, it uses addressables. Uh, so Mm -hmm. you have to get very good at knowing how to, um, address the objects that you're trying to interact with. Yeah. And that that can get complicated if you're doing a lot of spawning, um, Mm -hmm. and doing things from different scripts. So the architecture, um, Everything has to be spawned at runtime. There's, there's a lot less, you create a scene in a wissy wig. What you see is what you get way. Right. And, and then attach things and hit play. It's a lot more, you have to have a factory that spawns objects. And you need to keep track of those objects in your code, mm. and then you need to know how to address them uh, huh. correctly. There's a lot less, you know, dragging a reference into a script and serializing the reference in like a field. Um, you're not doing that at all in default really. Oh. outside of certain assets so hmm. um but but besides that i mean lua is it's not type safe so right. um and then it's tricky to get the ID set up to do auto completion so that's yeah that's one thing that is there
0: has, yeah is there any kind of like
1: i noticed that like, like it felt like some of the autocomplete didn't work is that mm-hmm. Yeah. So the editor inside of default itself, it tries, but um, it it can't do everything. And then if you if you if you use like Visual Studio Code, you can get plugins that will help. Um, oh, is that what you do? Yeah, that's what we did, but I didn't set any of it up, so I don't actually know how it works. Um, Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You but, need to find uh, out
0: and make a tutorial. Yeah, Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think
1: there, I think there is a really good tutorial about it. Um, there is a and there's an extension. It's called like uh, Visual Studio Code default IDE. It's on oh, GitHub. Okay. Um, we didn't end up using it, but if, if I was starting, that's probably where I'd start All right. with that one. Um, it comes with debugging and things like debugging are one of the biggest reasons yeah. to switch out of using the the built-in debugger. Makes um, sense. But there isn't a built-in debugger.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the code completion was was definitely. Yeah one of the things i noticed but, i was like ah oh, this is weird but yeah
1: but besides that lua is like yes there's a there's the book about mm. lua written by the lua guys from brazil in 1993 and I've got uh, that i got the book it's a great yeah, book yeah this this is the 4th edition nice and i'm reading it as much as i can uh, yeah it's a pretty dry book
0: but, yeah it is it's i mean it's kind of a reference isn't it yeah yeah it's not it's really a like reference.
1: a it's He's more like readable brain. than some some reference books that right. I re- had to read, but that's um, fair. <laughs> they do tell a story and the reasoning and the thinking behind all their decisions. Um, but yeah, the gist of Lua is you're dealing a lot with tables, mm. and you have to, uh, in default, you have to address assets. Oh, um, okay. But it's fully featured. Otherwise, I think I think most engineers who are used to working and they've worked in lots of different programming languages. I think they're mm-hmm. going to enjoy Lua. Um, okay.
0: Does does it seem like... Um, so I saw a comment on the Discord. Um, one of the devs was talking about the... Like how programs are structured. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, framework i think it was after my whole they fixed my shit thing (laughs) uh okay let's see oh yeah he said he said we advocate for a data oriented approach when creating your games and thinking in a non-oop fashion Mm -hmm. um it's tempting to use many scripts each holding their own small nuggets of data, but I would really recommend to try and centralize a lot of the data into a single place or a few Lua modules. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I asked if if it's more of like a functional approach to programming. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's more of a functional programming or... Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, you can certainly be object oriented in your architecture yourself. But yeah, Lua itself is, uh, it's, it's probably better written as functionally as possible, okay. um, and as modularly as possible where, nice. be- because Lua itself is like all of the different APIs are divided into kind of functional verticals and, mm. um, yeah. You can you can split up a big script if you have a big script that is handling a lot of things and you know you feel like you could easily separate the concerns you can do that, um, hmm. but that's that's just good to do in general. Um, huh. But you're not forced to to use an op- an object oriented paradigm um, if you don't want to. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. You have you have the game objects API, you have the GUI API, and then everything else is, is up to you. Um, mm. That's you know, that's also true of Unity. You don't have to be you don't have to drive all of your logic inside of game objects in Unity. And in fact, you know, we tried very hard on all of our all of our Unity projects to not have things existing in scene space, you know, just to have C sharp scripts running. Right, right. Um hmm. but I think it's, I tend to stay, you know, on the front end side of things. I'm good at making buttons. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. And I tend to not care or have strong opinions about architecture. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone should really listen to what I say about architecture. That's fair. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, I guess if you're, you're working with a company anyway, so that they have their own ideas of what they want architecturally. So I guess...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's one person. It is, I'm the I'm the other engineer right now. Oh, oh there's two of um, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool though. And her yeah. architecture is very good, but it's it's all it's it revolves around the rules engine basically, and how we're handling rules updates, which is one of yeah. the harder parts of a card game. And we both worked on <laughs> Arena together. Oh, okay. All right, that's cool. So we're getting ahead of some of the things that that took us months to fix. Sure. Arena. Is this is this going to be a similar kind of thing? Um, Hopefully, it's going to be a similar size game, in yeah. um, impact. It's the goal, but with a smaller team.
0: Yeah, it's always. I mean, I guess it depends on how. You might be able to get maybe think some things done faster than you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Most of us have worked on at least one game like this before. Um, yeah. A bunch of the designers worked on a game called Eternal. Um, did you hear of? You, have you? Did you ever play Storybook Brawl? It was in Steam for a while. Oh, that rings a bell. I don't yeah. know if I. Let me look it up real quick. I don't know if I played it. Storybook. Yeah, look it looked Storybook
0: up. Storybook
1: Brawl. It sounds like fun. Our game is know. basically Storybook Brawl in space. Um, oh, in space. Yeah. I'm. I'm sold.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that website didn't go. What happened? Well, yeah, the oh. Starbucks brawl itself is gone. Oh, um, fail. I guess it's it, still on Steam. They were bought by FTX. Mm. That FTX. Uh, Wait. The, the, the crypto exchange that exploded. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. Okay. I know who that is. <laughs> yeah.
1: They were bought by FTX because um, the founder was a big fan. Yeah and then failure and then when ftx imploded you know the 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 business wasn't very high on the on the list of things to yeah and
0: it this was this was an early access too. oh shit yeah Uh,
1: so yeah the the reviews now are pretty negative because the game got bought and shut down by crypto people but mm -hmm. um it was a beloved game before then and um i don't
0: know why these people oh the current this guy says I worked on the game, the first game I've worked on. In fact, sad to see it go. Mm. Much love to the rest of the team and all the people involved. He <laughs> yeah. recommended it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it looks like the. It's weird though. The recommended um, thumbs up ones are all like, "Well, it was fun while well, it lasted."
1: Yeah. Like, why are
0: you <laughs> thumbing it up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the game is it's dead. A like,
1: was it a free to play? Yeah, was, oh, it's uh, free-to-play, okay. It's free-to-play. But but
0: still, like, that's the other thing about these free-to-play games. is like, you know, they get you to buy stuff in-game, and then what happens if they shut down? Well, then yeah, you've lost all your... A... Yeah, you've basically yeah. spent money on nothing.
1: It's true. Especially card game, people like to collect things. Yeah. Yeah. Is your game
0: going to be um, mostly online, or is it going to be, um, like, offline
1: at all? It's, it's probably going to require being online and in an, an online account. Um, but uh, we are trying to build it so that we could have offline experiences and you could play um, like on the plane, for example.
0: Oh, like, yeah. I was thinking more like if, um, you know, if God forbid something went under.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now the rules engine can run locally. Oh, that's so cool. W- we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, but um yeah one of the big things that we had to do on arena i worked on the tutorial and it was a big pain for us to transition from having everything be server-based to being able to run at least a basic local tutorial Mm. so we had to do a lot of finagling and a lot of uh, re-implementing the rules engine client side yeah and that was not fun so i'm glad that we're (laughs) things like that we've handled well from the start yeah yeah um and, you know, Storybook Brawl is gone, but there are other games like this one that are coming out that are, draw lots of inspiration and are combining new elements and new innovations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're in space, so it's better. Um, yeah, everything's better in space, dude. Everything's better I in space. Um, completely and then, agree with that. yeah, a lot of the team that was working on Storybook Brawl is working on this one, too. Um, and some other big names who card game players are going to know and oh, be very excited nice. to hear. Yeah, are working on this, Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure that our launch is going to be noisy and fun, good um, good. in all the right ways. Yeah, you guys going to pimp default? What's that? Are you going to pimp default? Yeah, already. I feel like I'm already pimping default. You are. Um, Yeah, yeah, but uh, I like them. They they've earned it. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, the fact that you know they they just went out of their way to fix something that you know. I as a complete newbie who just, yeah. you know, downloaded the engine and tried it out. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen it over the years and probably installed it a few times over the years, but just never really, you know, made mm-hmm. an effort to get anywhere with it. But um, I'm, uh, I'm going to give it a go. I like the fact that it has, you know, all the console ex- uh, exports and stuff. And, you know, putting something on the Switch is probably the the most console I'll you know, I'll I'll go, more than likely, but that it's available um is is pretty awesome. Um so yeah. Well cool man. Um I'm gonna get off here and let you go. Um I've I've held you up for over an hour and a half I think. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) No thanks for the good conversation and yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. Um I definitely wouldn't mind um poking at you with some uh, default questions later.
1: Yeah. Please hit me up anytime. Sweet. Uh, I could use it. I could use the test of my knowledge. Okay. So great. I, I'm and I'm figuring it all out too. Um, nice. I'm also working on a, a talk about a talk about coming from unity to default. Oh, cool. Um, I might make a YouTube video about it actually. You should do it. You should yeah. make one for sure. Yeah. I'll watch. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Thanks man. All right. Catch you later. See you buddy.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Citizen Coder Podcast. You can find links to anything we covered in the show notes. If you'd like to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or hit me up on Twitter. Thanks, and as always, I'll see you next time.